morning, Real Church. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. My name is uh, Tony Ramirez. I'm part of the uh, leadership team here at uh, Real Church, and uh, I'll be speaking today. Carlos asked me uh, to speak today. Not the first time he's asked me. A few months, uh, he asked me to speak, and I was super nervous. I was like, with a few days left, I was like, I can't do it. And I prayed about it, I prayed about it, and I couldn't come to, to doing it at that time. Uh, that was a few months back. Uh, I remember after that just feeling bad because I, I loved Pastor Carlos so much. I know his heart, and he knew that I had a message that I wanted to share. Not at that time, but that day is today. So through the love and support of my wife, I'm here uh, this morning to share a little bit about my journey with God, and I'd like to share that with you guys. So, of course, Carlos is not here. He's in uh, Louisiana. Tinley uh, was invited to a softball tournament, uh, and I know they're doing well out there, so we want to wish them the best of luck. And, uh, of course, Carlos and his family get to spend some time together. Uh, that's really well-deserved, so we pray for them, uh, safe travels as they return back later today or maybe even tomorrow. So I do want to... Uh, again, reiterate, uh, happy Mother's Day today. So uh, mothers are very important. They're uh, pillars of our, of our homes. Uh, they provide the guidance and the love that nourish our children to grow up to who they are. So uh, I'd like to take this moment to honor you. Uh, my, my mom is very important to me. Next to my wife, she's probably my best friend. She's the first person I call when I have a victory. She's also the first person I call when I'm, something goes wrong. So she's always been there with me through the thick and thin, so just like many of you moms have been here today as well. So I'd like to honor you. If you're a mom, if you're a stepmom, an aunt, a grandmother, somebody that serves in the role of a mom, I'd like for you to stand so we can honor you this morning. We appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you so much. We love you. If we, if we can go ahead and go straight to the word, I have a real simple verse that has really guided my life and, and my walk with God, so I'd like to share with you guys. I'm not sure if it's going to be on the screen or not, uh, but if you pull out your Bible or your Bible app, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Really simple message, guys. And the word reads, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. This morning I want to wish, I want to share with you the, my experience with God and how my relationship over time has changed. Um, let's go ahead and pray over the word. Father God, this morning we give you thanks. Your love never fails us and it always endures. Although we fall short of your glory, you never stop giving us grace and mercy. We ask that you, we ask that your Holy Spirit open our minds and our hearts to receive your word and may we be transformed into your likeness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Have you ever done something for a long time, maybe many, many years, and then one day you find out that you've been, there's a way to do it better. 
that's something that happened to me. For, for probably the last couple of months, uh, we've been trying to eat better at home. Uh, I, we're realizing that we're getting older. Uh, our grandkids are it's, uh, uh, tougher to keep up with the grandkids. They're running around, right? And so we want to eat healthier. We want to try to be there for them. And my wife has always been a proponent of, hey, let's eat better. And I just haven't been on board. Well, I really took it to heart this past, this past time. I really wanted to do it. I wanted to start eating better. So we've been eating a lot of chicken and rice at home. Anybody like chicken and rice? <laughs> so if you can think of any combination with chicken and rice, we've probably made it at home, right? We've done the red salsa with chicken and rice. We've done vegetables with chicken and rice. We've done green salsa with chicken and rice. Barbecue sauce with chicken and rice. Just about every combination you can think of with chicken and rice. But I gotta hand it to my wife. Every, every single time, she's always doing the best that she can uh, for us to, to eat something different, but yet it's still healthy. So one of the steps that I started doing myself is I said, well, I gotta take it upon myself also to try to eat a little bit better. So I decided that, you know, I'm not really a breakfast person, but I was gonna change that. I was like, well, if I eat in, in the morning and I start eating breakfast, then probably what will happen is that I won't be as hungry in the afternoon, won't eat as much, right? So I decided to start eating oatmeal, okay? We have any oatmeal people in the house? Anybody? Okay, there's a few, that's good. A lot of people actually. Well, I'm very old school. As far as I can remember, I've always made my oatmeal with water. And I'm very old school, I'm the one that pulls out the packet, looks at, the, at what the instructions are, it says to put so many ounces, and I, here I am with my measuring cup getting the ounces exactly to the, to the tea. I pour the oats in the bowl, put the water in there, and I put it in the microwave, right? And I follow it to the tea. My wife's a little different, right? She doesn't necessarily follow instructions to the tea. There's a lot of times where we're in the kitchen and something's in the oven, and I look up and there's no timer. And I, uh, there's a cake in there, maybe something she's cooking, and I say, I'll ask her the question. I say, how much longer till it's ready? And she says, when it's ready, right? But not me, I'm a little different. I say, well, why don't you put 10 minutes or whatever so it'll give you a better idea of when the food will be ready, right? At least give you a, a kind of an answer. To this day, she has not changed her way. She still does that, but I love her for that. We're just different, right? But this past week, I was making my oatmeal like I normally do, I got up, made my oatmeal, got my packet out. Those little pouches come with a little dotted line, tells you exactly where to pour the liquid to. So I got my water bottle, started pouring it right to the line, and I put it in an exact measurement. I was proud of myself. And then I looked at the microwave, and I looked, and there was five seconds there. And in the, in the packet says two minutes exactly. So what did I do? I cleared out the five seconds, and I put exactly two minutes. That's, that's just who I am. So, I did that the following day, again, right? I just got a different flavor of oatmeal. This time my wife was passing by and she saw me and she said, she saw that I had the water bottle in my hand and I was about to pour it in and she said, you should try milk. Huh, milk, I hadn't thought about it, right? So, thought about it for a second, but what did I do? No, I just did it the way I've always done it, right? I poured the water in there, put the microwave two minutes, when it got ready, came back, ate, ate my oatmeal, and went about my day, right? The next day, 
Oatmeal again, right? Different flavor. This time it was blueberry. I was excited for blueberry. And I didn't have any water bottles around, so I had to go to the fridge. When I went up to the fridge to get a water bottle, I saw the milk right next to it. And I said to myself, should I try the milk? My wife has made some good decisions in her life, right? She married me, right? That's pretty awesome. So maybe I should trust her in this, right? So I got the water bottle, I'm sorry, I got the milk, and I poured it exactly to the dotted line, and I made my oatmeal, went and got ready, came back and ate it. Guess what? It blew my mind. <laughs> pretty awesome. It is amazing. You gotta do it if you haven't done it. Don't do the milk. It changed my life forever. And guess what? I'll never eat oatmeal with water. It will always be with milk. This is a lot of my, what my walk with life with God was, is that I started as a Catholic. And all I knew was Catholic, even to uh, my adult life. Nothing against Catholics, because I believe and I know that when we go to heaven, there will be a lot of brothers and sisters that are Catholic that will be with us. So nothing about that. But for me, there was something different. There was something different that I had to change with my walking with God. I had done all the sacraments. I went to church. I remember going to CCD. Does anybody know what CCD is? Yes. Yeah, so it's basically your, your classes that you go to. A lot of times it's to get, your, to get baptized. Sometimes it's to have your first communion. And so even as an adult, I, still, I was still Catholic, and I was hardcore Catholic. And about seven years ago, my sister-in-law, Claudia, which um, I think she's serving in the back, she invited us to go to a non-denomination church. And there I was, not wanting to try that oatmeal with milk, right? I was still with the water. I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay Catholic. All my family's Catholic. Why am I going to change, right? Why am I going to start changing now? And so I didn't go, right? She continued to invite us. She continued to invite our family. And I, I didn't go. So one thing changed for me. I remember distinctly one time that we went to church at our Catholic church. And I thought to myself, I'm not growing in my faith. I'm not growing in relationship with God. I come to church to come to church. I come to church to appear to be a good person, to try to be better, to be good. And I thought to myself, if I take my family right now, and right after this service, I ask them, what did they take away from today's service? They would probably not be able to answer. We were not making a connection. We were not bonding. We did not have a connection there as a family with Christ. And so that had to change. And so, just like my wife suggested that I try the milk, she asked me again, let's go to this church. And I said, okay, I'll try it. We went, it was different, right? It was a little bit louder, there were some lights, but it wasn't what it was like it was in the Catholic Church. I started to learn about God, I started to have a relationship with Jesus. I started getting into his word and everything just changed for me. It was just different for me. 
and I started to grow in my faith. So that's something that happened to me personally that I, helped me grow into the person that I am today, and it's increased my faith, and it's made me closer to God. So this might be happening to a lot of you. Even if you're coming to church here, I want you to know that God is our Father, and that's His message. In the New Testament, Jesus tells us over 180 times that God is the Father. But do we see Him as Father? Right? A couple months ago, back in March, I worked for Sewell Ford. I worked for a car dealership. And Mr. Sewell, great man of faith, our owner, uh, has a leadership event each year. We didn't have it during COVID, but each year he'll bring a few speakers that will come and pour into the community. This particular year, he brought John Maxwell, Andy Stanley, and Tim Tebow. Woo! When I heard Tim Tebow was gonna be there, super, super excited. I was like, man, that's gonna be awesome. So I signed up uh, as employees. We got to go either in the morning, we got to go in the afternoon. I chose the afternoon because Tim Tebow was gonna be there to speak. So the day came, right, of the, of the event. I was gonna go see, see Tim Tebow, I was super excited. And I was at work, working my half day shift so I could be there in the afternoon. Guy comes into the office and he says, are you excited for the leadership event? I'm super excited, I wanna see Tim Tebow. He says, guess what? Tim Tebow's in the building right now where you're at. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Nah. I was like, he's not up in the second floor, up there in a private area. No, he's in our, in our internet lounge down, down the hallway. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? I said, well, I'm gonna go pass by there, right? So he's in an enclosed area, there's glass, there's a door, but he's accessible, you could go in there, right? It's just, it's just a room with uh, sofas and computers. And as I passed by, I saw three men in there, Tim Tebow and two of, um, I would imagine either two of his friends or maybe people that uh, brought him to the event. And I was like, God, to meet him, I would love to meet him. It would be so awesome. And then I started having this thought like, eh, he's too busy. I, I can't do that to him. He probably meets hundreds of people every day. I can't do that to him, right? Just go up there, a complete stranger, and try to introduce myself. I said, plus he's like accomplished. He's, he's up here. He's somebody that's won a, a national championship in college, Heisman winner in college, he's been to the NFL, but that's, that's a, those are all great accomplishments, but what I admire him is that he is a person that will stand up for Jesus, and that is his main goal. He uses this platform to advance the kingdom of God, and that's what I look up to. But I had some of those thoughts like, man, he's somebody, he's untouchable, right? He's like, what would we talk about? What would I ask him about? What kind of conversation would we have? And sure enough, I taught myself, I told myself and talked myself out of going up to him to meet him. And I walked away, went back to my office. I'm there in my office, continuing to work. Another work associate comes in, somebody uh, that 
is uh, another man of, of faith comes in, and his name is Corey, and he says, are you excited for the event? I said, yes, I am. I mean, all we keep talking about is this event. And I said, yeah. I said, you're not even going to believe it, but Tim Tebow is here in the building. He's over there in the internet lounge. And Corey says, I'm going to go meet him, right? So I'm like, okay, well, shoot, I'm going to go right behind you. And so I walk with him, and he goes up there, and he's just no holds bar. Now, here's the thing is that he goes on the outside. He doesn't go in where Tim Tebow's at. He he kind of get, gets his attention, and he waves at him. He goes like that. And so what does Tim Tebow do? He stands up immediately. He walks to the door, opens it, and said, come in. Just like that. And I'm there. So I go in there too. <laughs> and so I, we uh, end up meeting him, and he's such a down-to-earth person. Uh, I, I have even... Uh, higher admiration for him. He spoke over us, gave us a great word, and just inspired to be the best people that we can be. And then just, he was just awesome. He lived up to every expectation that I had. And I think for a lot of us, that's our relationship with God when we don't see him as father. We think that here, here is God, right? The creator of the heavens and the earth the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. Yet, we think like, okay, he's untouchable. Why would he want a relationship with me? But he does. He wants that relationship with us through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's my message is that remember that God wants a relationship with us. And you don't see although he's lord and he's almighty he is still our father because he declares it so his word says so now i can't have a relationship with team tebow right i mean i got to meet him pretty cool but i can't call him and say hey tim can i go over this weekend maybe throw the football around with you a little bit no that's not going to happen i can't call him up and say hey what do you think about this weekend's game you know, I can't, I'm not going to be able to have that relationship with him, right? But you can have that relationship with God. And he yearns for that. And that's what he wants for his children. We are his children. And he wants that relationship with us. For many of us, and for many of you, you know, our thought might be, we see God as our earthly father. And we as men, as best as we try to be fathers, we fall short of his glory. That's just to be honest. So, what our thought is of our father is different than what our heavenly father is. And he reminds us that he is that perfect father. And he is one that will fill the gap. And if you are fatherless, he will fill that gap. He's a father to all of us. Wherever we fall short as fathers for our own children, he will fill that gap. And I want to remind you that. I remember growing up, I was about 19, probably 9 or 10 years old, and I played baseball. I was pretty good. I thought I was pretty good. Made the all-star team. 
But whether you believe it or not, too, I was actually the tallest person on my team. Babe, you better not call me a liar either. <laughs> uh, but I think what happened is that I probably stopped growing when I was 10 years old, and then everybody else grew. So, but I remember playing baseball, and to no fault of my own father, my dad always worked out of town. And for most of the time that I played baseball, he wasn't there. He was doing what he needed to do to take care of his family. And we have to make sacrifices. Sometimes we don't get to spend that time with our children. Sometimes we're not able to provide for our children as fathers. So that is where God will fill that gap. He will be that father that we can't be. So I remember thinking like, God, you know, I had a great game. I won this championship. I was a pitcher. I was a third baseman. And there was times that I did really well. And I just wish that my dad was there to see me and to say, good job. Well done, son. But he wasn't there. Again, not to his fault. And I wanted that validation. And I think God puts that innately in us, that we want that love. Because we need that love from God. It's something that he can fill that gap. Only he can provide for us in that manner. And then so God is the one. He is that father that will sustain us and will bring this joy that no one else can. You know, as you think about it, and, and I thought about how we want to have that love. We want to have that validation from God. And so many times I feel like we get it wrong because we feel like we have to earn His love. We have to earn that we have to do works, that we have to play well, that we have to be a certain way for God to love us and for our Father to love us but that's far from the truth. If you remember Jesus when he was 30 years old, and you think about this scene that he goes to the Jordan River, and of course we all know the story, uh, John the Baptist is there, and he asked John to, uh, to baptize him. So as you think about this scene, there at the Jordan River, the sky opens up as John is baptizing him. And God sends the Holy Spirit down to bless Jesus. And then God says, this is my son in who I am well pleased. Now, the significant thing about that is that Jesus was 30 years old at this time. He was barely starting his ministry. But God had blessed him already. God told him, I am pleased. I am proud of you. Yet Jesus had not done any of his miracles. God had not, Jesus had not turned water into wine. He still hadn't fed the 5,000. He still hadn't cured the lepers. He hadn't cured the blind. And of course, he still hadn't done his work on the cross. Yet, he told them, I am well pleased in you. And us as sons and daughters, he feels the same way about us. We don't have to do these works for him to love us. 
We do works out of his love. So in my journey in God, as I became from a Catholic to now, where I feel that I'm closer and I see Father as my God, I don't feel that I have to do this, I have to do that in order for him to love me. It's the other way around. I do those things because he loved me first. And we all have to realize that, that God loved us first, and that's the reason why we love others, why we love him, why we do those things, we do those works on his behalf. Ro, you want to go ahead and come up? I have one last story that I'd like to share with you. About six months ago, me and my wife lost our 23-year-old son. Something very difficult for us. We experienced, experienced grief and and pain like never before. Probably the hardest thing that we've ever gone through as a family. As hard as that was, both me and my wife were trying our best to support our family. We have children, we have in-laws, my parents, that we were helping them try to go through that grief. Now through the love and support of our family, friends, in our church family, we were able to stand. We were able to stand in faith. But it wasn't until I was by myself that I was praying to God, asking Him to provide for comfort. That he sent his Holy Spirit. And I could feel the Holy Spirit comfort me and tell me, God telling me, my son, I am with you. I'm not going to leave you in this moment. I'm here with you. I am hurting with you. God, I love you. Son, I love you, he told me. And it was very difficult. But I felt his presence. I felt him with me. The day before his funeral, we had a service. And I was standing over my son. I prayed for him. And I remembered a lot of good times that we had as a family. I remembered him. And I remember looking down at him. And I said, son, if I failed you as a father, if I was short of who you needed me, me to be, I know my God was a perfect father for you. I know he was. And I just felt this 
immeasurable amount of love in my heart. And I didn't think about the shortcomings that I had as a father. I just had this love that I, that overcame me. And as I looked at him, I didn't look at him as my 23-year-old son. I saw him as a child. And that's the way that I, our God sees us. That's the way, that's the lens that he sees his children, because that's what we are, his children. And I thought about it like, God, I feel so much love for him. And I said, if I have this much love for him, imagine how much God has love for him. And I imagined my son arriving at the gates in the presence of the Lord. I see my son waving. And I see Jesus standing up, walking towards him and embracing him and telling him, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. That is my message for you today. Remember that God is your father. Have a relationship with him. Don't let the opportunity pass. Grow in your faith through his word that you learn who he is. Remember that the word is God. And strengthen that faith. Let's pray. Father, you declare that we are your children. You created us in your image, and this is the reason we desire to be like you, to care for others, to comfort, and to love because you loved us first. Remind us that you are the perfect Father who provides us, gives us wisdom, and forgives and welcomes us with open arms. love you, we praise you, and give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's worship.